Welcome to the Wellness Journey podcast from the St. John Bionni Center. I'm Dr. Mariette Danilo, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to journey with you through these challenging times and to hopefully provide you with information that will help sustain you. Our podcasts are aimed at keeping you healthy in mind, body, and spirit. This is Podcast 22. Today's podcast title is, Here It Comes, The Bright Side of Living with Pandemic Fallout. Well, hello again. I hope you're all keeping well and not just getting by, but thriving and living your fullest possible life under the circumstances. This pandemic has been a challenge to say the least. It's been like trying to build an airplane while flying. The vaccine rollout and the steps toward herd immunity have been slow and frustrating. Right now we're seeing increases in rates of anxiety, depression, and sadly suicide. In our next podcast, Psychiatrist Brett D. Giovanna will speak to us and help us understand this better. He will be dispelling myths about suicide and providing practical ways to help ourselves and others. But on with the podcast. I was speaking with a neighbor the other day who lost her very healthy and fit husband to COVID last April. I watched her face as she listened to the others in the group talk about scheduling their vaccines. She said to me, it was too soon. When Jack got COVID, they didn't know much. When he went to the hospital, they didn't know what to do with him. Today, he would be still alive. They would know what to do today. I'm obese and have diabetes, but he was fit and in great shape. Why did I survive and he didn't? Why? Good question. Let me say to all those who have lost someone, please accept my deepest condolences. The St. John Vianney Center and I always have you in our prayers. As believers, we are essentially a people of hope. And hope is not to be confused with optimism, although optimism is a good lens to have. Hope is a theological virtue, but put quite simply, it is the confident expectation of what God has promised. Hope means that even when things don't work out, even after all the fervent prayers, when God says no, we trust him. We just trust, we remain at the foot of the cross. I'll never forget the powerful scene in the movie, The Passion of the Christ, when Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane asks God if it be his will to let this cup pass. Then he looks up to see dark clouds eclipse the sun and he has his answer. In our most recent presentation to women religious leadership, psychotherapist Sister Mercedes McCann talked about spiritual poverty. It is, in the simplest of terms, 
a radical awareness of our utter dependence on God. There is a God and God is not me. In scripture, Jesus was tempted in the desert and was offered power, safety, and security. In his book on poverty of the spirit, Johannes Baptist Metz describes this temptation as an assault, and I quote, on God's self-renunciation, an enticement to strength, security, and spiritual abundance. For these things will obstruct God's saving approach to humanity in the dark robes of frailty and weakness. End quote. The promise is, of course, you will be like God. And how painfully aware we are now of our need for God's grace. We have suffered many losses. We have lost loved ones, our physical freedom, our sense of safety and security, our sense of control, our trust in some authority figures, our very way of life. And some, too many of us have lost hope. We're seeing that in the fallout now. But I can't imagine a better scenario for developing an acute awareness of our complete dependence on God, spiritual poverty. So we're now dealing with the mental health fallout from all of this and mental health impacts physical and spiritual health. Some are calling it COVID fatigue. Anton Chekhov once said, any idiot can face a crisis. It's this day-to-day -day living that wears you out. Many people are becoming irritable, anxious, and weary. We want our lives back. In my first podcast, I explain how we each have a way of responding to crisis and a perceived lack of control over our lives. Some people deny the danger and some become paralyzed by it. Many of us, however, attempt to navigate this time by employing the tools and strategies, by maintaining the attitude, many of which have been described on these podcasts, We've done this in order to maintain our mental, physical, and spiritual health. However, and unfortunately, right now, after all these months, many of us seem to be in a mode where one day melds into the next, and the sameness of each day is numbing. Do you remember the movie Groundhog Day? In it, a cynical, sarcastic, and very self-centered weatherman named Phil, played by Bill Murray, is sent for his fourth year to cover the annual Groundhog festivities in what he considers a hick town, Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. His co-worker is a very positive, caring woman who points out to Phil how egotistical and self-centered he is. 
Phil is eager to leave Puxatawney, but a snowstorm prevents this. He wakes up repeating the day before, again and again. At first, he is in despair and tries to take advantage of and hurt others. He soon realizes that he may be stuck reliving the day eternally. And with feedback from his kind coworker, we begin to see his transition to a kinder, more loving and giving human being. He is given opportunity after opportunity to get the day right. He begins to notice the names, faces, needs, troubles, and kindness of others. He begins to notice the beauty of the landscape around him. Eventually, the day the next day arrives and he is made new. We notice that the transformation takes place not only within him, but in those around him due to his kindness and how he treated them. Can we get the day right? Have we been white knuckling it through this past year? As we make our way into the future, what will be our legacy? What will we remember? How fully and joyfully did we live each day? In our podcasts this past year, I've been offering you a psychology of understanding and acting in ways that can fuel the mind, body, and spirit. We can learn to think and act in ways that will allow us to be all we can be, to be who God wants us to be during this time of pandemic. So yes, there is a dark side of the moon, but we must also look at silver linings. And my job has to do with taking what we know about human behavior and providing insight, tools, and resources to help you navigate through this time. And most importantly, to impress upon you how all this serves our faith. Remember when we talked about how our stressors and challenges have the potential to build strong faith muscles? Psychologists have been studying the possibilities of what's known as post-traumatic growth. This is the notion that surviving hard periods of life can often make us more focused, more compassionate, more spiritual, and more aware of our own strengths and possibilities. A multi-year study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that the emotionally healthiest subjects had experienced some kind of significant adversity such as, for example, loss of a loved one or a grave illness. Clinical psychologist Anne-Marie Repka says, quote, these events can shake us up and strip away our assumptions. They push you to re-examine what is most important. You learn things about yourself you never would if life was clear sailing, 
end quote. <laughs> and uh, nothing can put life in perspective like a pandemic. This is not about minimizing or trivializing the suffering such events cause. But the point here is that pain and growth can coexist. That bears repeating. Pain and growth can coexist. Just think of all the great art, literature, dance. Think of all the great saints and spiritual figures. I think that was the case for most of them. There will be starts and stops on this journey because we're human. And post-traumatic stress—excuse uh, me, post-traumatic growth—is a journey. "Quote: Post-traumatic growth is a journey, and everyone is on their own timeline," says psychotherapist Dr. Laura Silverstein Tersh. So everyone is different and we each have our own unique journey. Lastly, we need to remember the silver linings here between news notifications, the political landscape and social media, we're being emotionally and mentally drained by the time we go to bed. But we have something called a negativity bias which means we tend to hold on to and remember the bad stuff. Someone whose work I talk a lot about in my podcasts is Dr. Martin Seligman, who is the founder of Positive Psychology. He points out that for sound evolutionary reasons, most of us are not nearly as good at dwelling on good events as we are at analyzing bad events. Our brain has a negativity bias because it has helped us survive during our evolution as a species. And we mostly focus on what could go wrong or what went wrong. It has had adaptive value, but it can be a double-edged sword. So we need to practice and teach our minds to notice and savor the good things, the silver linings. And how do we do this? I would strongly urge you to go back over the podcasts from this past year. You may hear or notice something that you were not ready to hear a few months ago. It's mostly all there. How to keep your mind, body, and spirit healthy as we journey through this time of pandemic. And it's not quite over yet. Most important are the podcasts on gratitude, relationships, resilience, being engaged, setting achievable goals, viewing life through a positive lens, recognizing cognitive distortions or unhealthy ways of thinking, savoring the life around you, and understanding and appreciating that your life has meaning. If you're still here, there's a reason. Remember Phil in the movie Groundhog Day? That's what he began to do. He began to savor the life around him in that same 
day, that same predictable, endless day. And he experienced joy. Hmm. As we enter the Lenten experience, now more than ever, reflect on this information that can fuel transformation. Ponder what you do not understand and cannot control. As you know, hope is real and is accessible no matter what the circumstances. The pandemic is no excuse to reject joy. On behalf of the St. Giovanni Center, let me wish you a blessed and fruitful Lenten journey. Till next time. You've been listening to the Wellness Journey Podcast. I hope today's topic, Here It Comes, The Bright Side of Living with Pandemic Fallout, proves useful to you. You can find all our podcasts and get additional information and resources for clergy and religious by visiting our website at sjvcenter.org. We are the St. John Vianney Center, and our mission is you.